Welcome to Real Talk, episode 34. I'm Todd. This is AJ. Hello. And we are so glad to be with you today. Yeah, you look happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had, a, had a laugh, so I'm just excited to be here. Me too, man. I, I love doing this. I take it for granted so much. Let me come and do it. I'm like, I'm glad we got to do this. So That's good. It's good man. to be here. What are you drinking? I'm <laughs> drinking a combination of Rockstar Lemonade, uh, Week Old 3D... And uh, probably even older Sprite. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you laugh like that? Okay, I'm sorry. We are the worst. Uh, So, hey, in all seriousness, yeah. Can't edit that out. Hey, welcome. Anyway, in all seriousness, we are really excited to have you guys. So, if you're unfamiliar with Real Talk, this is your first episode. First off, we're sorry for that because that was weird. (laughs) But if you're regular viewers, you know that this, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you view it, is just the way it goes. That's true. So, what is Real Talk? Real Talk is an opportunity. This website is an opportunity for us to interact with each other and with you guys about life, God, the church, what it is to be Christian, all of those kind of things and how they intermix Hmm. and just have real talk about it. Yes. Up above... You will see a link, www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. You click that, it's going to pull up a form fillable box. Go ahead and write in that box your question or your topic for us. It could also be about us personally if you want to know know something about us. Um, but primarily, it, typically it's God, um, relationship stuff, Bible. It can, there's just all of it. Oh, yeah. Um, and just kind of how our faith really is applied in life. So if you hit that, it goes into a database that's completely anonymous don't look at me like that. Uh, and then we, we couldn't find you if we wanted to. Is kind of our joke and our what we say, sort of our tagline, which is true. We are up to 850-some questions that we've answered. We popped up to 850 already? Oh, yeah. I don't cool. believe – well, we haven't answered 850. We have some yeah. to answer today. That's crazy. Um, but that's it. That's what Real Talk is. So Man. if you go back on our church page, the Remnant Church, we're in Columbia City, Indiana, you're going to see – um, kind of a mixture of videos. What you're going to see is there is a web series with numbered episodes. Mm-hmm. And those, uh, we're up to 34. Those are pre-recorded and that's what you're looking at now. And we kind of go a little more in depth. You're also going to see live videos that we yes. do every Thursday where we do, excuse me, real talk live and interact with you guys and other people. And we have people from Florida, Louisiana, Texas, California. We've entered Michigan. Um, we've just interacted Ohio. I think someplace out west I remember at some point. Utah or something. So, so. Kentucky, too. Kentucky, yeah. How did I forget that? So overall, just really excited um, man, and blessed to be able to do this with you guys. So yes. that's who we are. If you are regular viewers, thank you for putting up with that spiel. Hey. Hey. So, uh, yeah, we typically start this out by just kind of catching up on life and how we're doing. So how you doing, man? So I've been in this... Uh, we actually... I, I... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about something happened off camera. My about my phone was going. That's hilarious. Um, so I've been thinking about this idea, and it actually came to fruition. <laughs> he can't. He can't. He can't help himself. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> it. I love this. This is the best. Uh, this reminds me of what episode was it? Was it 22 or 23? It was something infamous. Go back and watch it. Um, so I've been wrestling with this idea of uh, American church, right? So. I actually had uh, my girlfriend, she she messaged me, and she's talking about how um, there's people in, uh, what country was it? It was it was more your, your third world countries. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look at you right now. <laughs> this is the 
This is a serious thing. Man. I know. I don't want to hear this. Okay. I'm okay. so sorry, guys. <laughs> just... We had a thing happen right before we went on. Literally right before. And I keep thinking about it. It's silly. Well, it keeps coming to my mind. And once this happens, one of the things I've learned... Those of you that have been in plays and things, which I, I was only in one, but yeah. um, when you're on film and you start thinking about funny things, it just, it's hard, it's hard to, to get rid of it. Yeah, <laughs> I so. get it. All right, Third World Countries Church. I'm really interested. Yes. So she talked about how these people were being imprisoned because they were trying to, you know, talk about the gospel and try to teach people Jesus. And some of these people, I mean, it was really harsh. You know, they were going to be in there for life or, you know, sentenced to death, whatever it was. And, you know, they're like, well, we're already here. We might as well keep doing it, right? And that was so powerful. And I was like, man, like, how much do I really believe all this? Because if I was there, I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I would do what I say I would do, right? Yeah. And so it made me think of the idea of American church. And I was like, ah, oh, there's just no repercussions for us, you know? I mean, obviously, we have our, the lives we live and how, you know, things can happen, you know, whether that's, you know, social or, you know, whatever. But as 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 far as, like, the literal repercussions of claiming Jesus, it's you. It's on you, really. That's kind of how I look at it for American church. Hmm. Um, but there, like, you know, they talk, you don't want to talk about true persecution, like, for real. You know, we talk about, you know, Jesus talks about, you know, you'll be, you'll be hated, you'll be persecuted. You know, in America, that, that seems to be different. Mm. It's a different form. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but yeah, no, I'm thinking, um, yeah. But it seems, yeah, it seems to be in a different form here, and it makes me sad in a way. Um, I'm definitely blessed, you know, blessed to be an American and have that freedom. But it also takes the power away from our faith sometimes, and mm. that makes me sad because like, I don't want it to be like that. But that's how it is, um, and that's speaking myself. So I guess I felt convicted, so I thought I'd share it. Um, really cool. Just made me think. I know we, we I kind of talked about it, you know, writing music and stuff, and you know, the title of American Church. It'd be interesting to go into that and go in depth. And um, so, yeah, that's just kind of what I was thinking about right before. As far as my rest of my week, it's been good. Um, we also talked about something else earlier today. A lot of good talks already today um, about. Oh, it was a term you used. What was it? Uh, we were in the car. Resistance. Oh, resistance that's yeah. what it was so uh i've been feeling a lot of uh resistance lately and he i'm glad you coined that term for me because I, I wouldn't have known what to call it so i i'm very blessed to be in a position i am in to be able to help the church and do all these cool things and be a part of media um but with that comes responsibility and so for me a theme in my life when a big responsibilities came about i tend to doubt myself or think i'm just going to disappoint people so i shut down mm. and i don't tend to actually uh, I don't tend to appreciate those things that are in front of me. So that's kind of what, you know, people have been sensing, and that's kind of what I've noticed about myself lately is I'm doing the work, and, and I'm in it, but I'm not enjoying it mm. as much as I could be. Sure. So um, that kind of sucks. Like, I don't, I don't want that to be the, the case. So And you mentioned resistance and how that's just a natural thing that a lot of people tend to do. So, uh, you know, I don't want to be resistant to that. I want to be... I want to be joyful. You mentioned that earlier too, being joyful in the process, whether it's good or bad or whether it's easy or hard, you know, I want to be joyful through it all. So that's just kind of what's been on my heart lately. So, yeah. Uh, in relation to the martyrs, uh, I think of martyrs, I'll tell you why. So in mm -hmm. other countries, that's what they are. People that are being persecuted, dying for their faith. Yeah. Um, I remember getting a book. It was actually from my, um, from a girl that I dated, very solid believer mm -hmm. earlier in life. And she got me, bought me a book 
so funny, man. I, it was probably close to where you're at in your faith. And it's Voice of the Martyrs. I'm sure many of you have heard of it. This is an organization you may not have. There's an organization called Voice of the Martyrs that brings light and tells the stories of these martyrs across the world. And they take, you know, they they support them in the best way they can. Sometimes it's legal, getting legal help. Sometimes yeah. it's just getting them out. And they tell their stories, which is really mm. powerful. Well, there's a book called Voice of the Martyrs, and it um, talks about a lot of these stories, man. And we're talking all the way back from the apostles, but but even in modern times of how people yeah. are being persecuted and, and dying for their faith. And it's interesting that you said that. There is a cost here, but it is different. You're right, 100% mm. different. And I think what's, And I think that is the challenge that the American church faces is is how I'm not sure it's easy to say you're a Christian. <clears throat> it's easy to say it here. Yeah. And in some cases, depending on where you're at, particularly here in the Midwest, it can be socially beneficial for you to have a home church. Say mm. you're a part of a church because it's almost like a social club sometimes, right? Yeah, cultures are interesting. Yeah. So that being said, um, that also scares me because you can get away with a form. It reminds me of scripture. You have a form of religion, a form of godliness, but denying its power. Right, so you can say that you have this, but there's no transformation. You've never really met Jesus. You've met this form of Jesus hmm. that doesn't call you to sacrifice anything. Because to follow Jesus, whether it's your life, your physical life, and you're being persecuted like martyrs, or the sacrifice of your your flesh, your will, the things you want, right? right. That are you got to sacrifice to follow Him, right? When He says, "Pick up your cross and follow Me daily," that's a real thing. That's the weight. It, and if you're not feeling any weight, right? Because He also said He'll come to us over here and burden and he'll give us rest. And I don't mean like you should be miserable, but there, there's a difference. So what I think it can kind of do here in America is, and I think you said it, it takes, it was interesting. You said it takes the power from our faith. And I think that's a really good way to put it. And it allows people, there's like this counterfeit form of Christianity mm. that is available in America that isn't transformational. And if it's not transformational, it may not be real. Oh, and yeah. so they don't know Jesus. So here's, the, this is why I have such a heart. People are like, you know, I, I have a heart for anyone that doesn't know Jesus. And these countries, by the way, these martyrs is incredible. Oh yeah. Incredible. What oh, they're wanting to do. And it's so convicting because I'm the same as you, what I do it. But I think about America and I have a broken heart for it as well, because in our affluence and in our wealth and all these things, because world comparatively, you and I, we think we, you, know, you think you don't have a lot of money? We'll compare you to someone in a, in a third world country. You are you are king. That's right. So, but that being said, oh man, you can. It's like it's it's. There's there's a slow death in America, a slow spiritual death, right? That can happen because so you're slow. given this. You're given this. Hey, here it is. This is what it is to be a Christian. And it's really about certain rules. Don't do the really bad things mm -hmm. and then make everything about appearances you're okay versus what does it really mean to die to self, to know Jesus? All those kind of things. Yeah. Anyway, man, really interesting. And I, I should let you read that book. They're real short stories, but you'd probably be really encouraged. Mm. Um, I have it at home right now, but go check that out, guys. If you don't, you want to be encouraged and push in your faith and see how real this is. Um, Cause I'll tell you what, there's some crazy miraculous things too. in these people's deaths, how people who even killed them, came to know Jesus after they killed him because of the way they handled their death. That's insane. Because they said, the fact that this man was willing, I remember a couple stories in particular, there was a Roman story, I'm going to butcher it, but um, there's accounts of it. Um, the Christian was taken out on, a, I believe, like a frozen lake, and they are going to kill him. And the soldier, two soldiers, or one soldier took him out, they thought, 
rest of the army's over here, and they tell him to take him out, and he says, repent, you know, or whatever. Um, not, you know, say this Christ is not real. He refused to do it, and he said something. And then the other soldier got down on his knees and said, I'm going to die with you because, essentially, like, I believe this now. And then they killed him, too. Killed both of them. Wow. Um, but there's a lot of powerful things that happen because people's faith, you know. So, anyway, cool stuff. But, yeah, we should pray for them. And that's something that I get emails. I just got one yesterday. I don't know how I got signed up for this. Voice of the Martyrs. I think I donated one time or something. Um, but they keep telling me what's going on. Even in big countries, China, Russia, stuff happens that we don't know about when it comes to Christianity. Yeah. That being said, the other part you talked about, resistance. Just so everyone knows, I didn't create the phrase, but I'd heard it from some psychologists. And it's that idea that that thing that makes us not want to get up in the morning when we yes. know we need to go to work. That thing that makes us not want to go to the gym when we know we need to go to the gym. That thing that makes us not want to eat well when we want to eat well, that kind of resistance, right? That it feels like almost a wall. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to succeed in life, you got to be able to overcome that because we all have it. Um, so it's interesting, you know, and as Christians, we can call that whatever we want, whether it's the old man in us, the, the sin, but the concept of that putting up a resistance mm -hmm. to, to what we want is interesting. So anyway, Good stuff, man. Sorry to ramble. I just got excited by what he talked about. <laughs> no, man, that's good. How how are you doing? You know, I honestly knew we were doing this and didn't think about it. Um, I, I'm I'm doing fairly well. Yeah. Uh, as you know, I won't go too much into detail here, but I was in this process three weeks ago of doing the good life, right? This idea of talking to God about what is the good life? What is life? I think it's supposed to be, you know, John 10, 10, I've come to give you life and give it to the full. Mm -hmm. I was kind of obsessed with that. I used to be when I first became a Christian. I started thinking about, man, you know, life to the full to me means if this cup is life. Mm -hmm. Actually, this is symbolic. I got about half a thing in here. And a lot of times I think, well, this is what God said. Don't yeah. get excited. You can have half. Life can be this. This is all it is. Because mm -hmm. a lot of us end up asking, if you're like me at least, like, is this it? And when I think of that video, that concept of life to the full, I picture him pouring it till it's overflowing. And I think I settle for life as a Christian that isn't what he promised because I'm afraid he won't keep his promise. I think that's what a lot of us do. That makes sense. So anyway, me. I was living it pretty pretty good. And then, man, <clears throat> you know, we have an enemy. Yeah. And as soon as I start living out of not having anxiety and all those kinds of things, things got wild there no at the church and even in my yeah. personal life. So that was interesting. Um, that was interesting. Uh, I had a little moment. This is pretty raw. I always struggle with this. So my family, um, so I'm talking mother, father, sister, brother. I'm the oldest. Um, they live in a different town. Um, no, I don't, we don't, we don't have a bad relationship. Anymore. I'm just not around. Right. And I don't feel that a lot. I'm a pretty driven guy if you know me, but sometimes I feel the, you know, just a little sadness in that, in a way, because you feel disconnected. Because I'm not sense. from the town that I'm in, so I don't even have... Certainly our church is a huge yeah, blessing. I can relate to this. Yeah, you can a little bit. So, yeah, for sure. So, that was interesting, because I know they were moving, and they're all kind of working together, moving. They didn't even tell me about it. Like, my mom was moving, and, you know, these just these little weird things, man. It doesn't matter how old you get. I think family's interesting. Agreed. You know? Yep, um, I would agree. In a good way. And, like, how that you have that connection, even if... It doesn't matter... What happens in life, you're always going to be connected. To those, yep. You know, so, other than that, I don't know. Sometimes I, 
I do realize I'm in a routine, which isn't necessarily bad, but like I can tell you most of the time overall what each day looks like, and it's so jam-packed, you know that. So we're on Tuesday, which turns into Wednesday, and we have worship and all those other things, and then Thursday we have, you know, we have live, which takes a lot of time. People don't realize that. Yeah. Um, you know, then Friday I have, it's just, I can, it's sort of repeating itself. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, decent. Yeah, good. I guess we can dive into this stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, we do not have... I'm written on cards today. What is happening? Ah. But um, kind of. I want to. I'm, I'm thinking and processing what you said. Um. You mentioned. Oh, what was it? You mentioned the the cup, right? Yeah. Being half full. And that's so good, man, because I tend to I I can relate with you on that as well, just because I I struggle to believe it's and this is I feel like this is probably gonna be a battle I'm gonna have to have until, you know, my last breath because I just struggle with the fact that I I believe that God says who he is, but it's always me, right? I always think like, man, like the fact that God created me this way, it's hard to believe because of all these, because of how flawed I am, right? Because mm. of, you know, how deep the sin is inside of me. So it's like, ugh, that old man is so strong. And it's like, pff, how much do I really believe it, though? You know, it talks, it talks about finding self-value and finding that, you know, your identity in Christ. And it's like, man, it's tough, dude. It's a tough road. Mm. So when I when it comes to living life, you know, half, you know, with the cup half full, you know, there's times where I can feel like I'm living it, you know, a quarter or none. You know, I'm just like, yeah, it's empty. You know, so that's tough, dude. But, uh, yeah, and that's the thing, man. I just, I just, I just, I just, why do people, this actually ties in with your third world country stuff. So these people, and, and thir- we use the term third world country. So let's talk about poor countries where people are believers. If they lived based on our, standard of what life is to be good why would they why would they stay alive you see what i'm saying like they don't wake up and go well i don't have a new car i don't have you know this much money to buy a new house like they just wake up and they i've seen them like they're joyful why Hmm. right because they realize that life is more than the circumstances okay so let's go on farther these third world countries not only do they have a hard life now you're being pulled into a room and told if quit going to church and all these things or whatever else you know deny this christ and they won't but if, think about that, their life, what material value to their life is there really, right? But they want to live, like it's just so much more real to them. It's so much yeah. more real. And what is real? Life. Like life has to be more than these circumstances. Life has to be more than making money. And and and, and honestly, for me, it's not even making money, right? Like I, when I wake up and don't have joy... It's because, I don't know, I feel like maybe I'm not happy that day or I'm bored or whatever else we think of. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I just don't even, I'm not sitting there moping. I'm not like, oh, I'm sad. But I just notice, I don't know, in some ways, I get frustrated. Not just that I'm, it's not that I'm sad. I get frustrated that I'm not joyful. Yeah. Because I feel like if, if I really walk this out, like, why wouldn't it be? Mm. Anyway. That's good, man. You're right. Uh, in the Old Testament, it says not to touch your wife until a week after her period is over. Sorry for being vulgar. Does this still apply in the New Testament? 
uh, I had no idea the Old Testament said this. It did. Wow. So Leviticus particularly talks about it. So in the Old Testament, they were in the, under the sacrificial system. Sacrificial system, blood, it was all about making people realize that blood, like the holiness of blood, that it mattered. Gotcha. And why is that? Mm, foreshadowing right, yep. yeah, <laughs> Let's foreshadowing. of Christ. That's, cool. That's awesome. So because of that, when a woman, you know, we're talking about this, is on her cycle, mm-hmm. she's bleeding. So they wouldn't even let him touch her, not let alone have sex with her. Right. You couldn't even touch her. Wow. Um, so, which is what it's talking about. Um, however, Jesus fulfilled all of the requirements of the sacrificial system. We're not under that anymore. We're not under the law um, that that debt has been paid once and for all. The blood was shed once and for all. It's yeah. over. It's done. We don't need to do that. So, no, uh, that does not apply to us now because we are under the new covenant and we are not under under that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Putting it in as simple terms as we can. I love learning new things, man. I had no yeah. idea you even said that. Leviticus. Yeah. I don't think I've actually really read much in Leviticus. Yeah, it's not the most... Uh, <laughs> Not the most exciting of books because it's a lot of a list of all the, the old laws, but there's some stuff in there that makes you go, hmm. Absolutely. And, and clearly there's still principles that, like, understand that Leviticus isn't just filled with the sacrificial laws. It also talks about the way God wants people to live in general, but there's sections that are clearly under the that sacrificial system. Gotcha. That gotcha. makes sense. Yep. Um... Is it wrong to want to see people get justice served after they commit a crime or do something wrong? Um, I don't think it's wrong, no. Um, I think it depends on your heart behind the whole situation. You know, it depends on what your view of justice is. Um, you've said it before, but you've mentioned, you know, a judge. Would a, would a judge be just if he let a murderer go free? You know, and people tend to think of God, you know, in similar ways. You know, we have it all, you know, we have a just God, and uh, he's going to do things to the, you know, to his purposes that's going to benefit everybody. Um, but yeah, it's okay to want justice. Like, we talk about holy anger. We talked about holy anger before, and that's, that's one of those things where, you know, you can be angry at the sin. You can. Yeah, there you, know, you go. But you that's just good. don't want to sin in the midst of that anger. Hmm. So. Yeah, and I think the desire for justice, now, <laughs> you have to know in your heart whether it's justice or vengeance right? right those kind of things yes but, but justice i mean that's the heart of the god of god of the lord like think it, what i always think about what's interesting about our desire for justice is it really helps me appreciate what jesus did because you want justice because a wrong was committed hmm. and you commit we have committed wrong against the god of the universe he what we deserve is justice but instead he offers us mercy right because the justice is is he paid it. So it's an incredible right. thing. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I would agree with you. Um, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, right? Mm-hmm. Justice. God is a God of goodness and justice. That's right. Oh, or love and justice. I'm sorry. Justice. <laughs> um, sorry, guys. We got a lot. We actually had our live. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Um, our first live, meaning in congregation. I shouldn't say live. Our congregational real talk. Mm. which is an ongoing series we do every 6 to 12 weeks. It had been 14, so we actually went ahead and did it this past week. We got a bunch. Yeah. Um, how do I get somebody to actually come to church when they tell me each week something came up, they will be here next week, yet still never come? What can mm. I say to them to further encourage them? Um, I would say just keep encouraging them. Keep asking. Um, it's one of those things where 
we're here to plant seeds. So just by asking them to come, you've already planted that seed. And, and at this time, you know, you're doing a little bit of watering, for lack of a better term. Um, but when it comes to the full relationship with Christ and claiming that name, that's between them and God. Um, so you're doing the best you can by just keep asking them and just keep loving them. Don't come down on them. Don't get mad. Don't get upset. You know, people, this is an uncomfortable thing for some people to come to a place like this. Absolutely. You know, um, no matter how welcoming it may seem, like, like, but they don't know that yet. So, and they don't understand, they don't always understand church intentions, whether that's from hurts, mm. past hurts, you know, insecurities, whatever. You know, I know for me, um, even though I was always open to the idea of God, um, before I was a believer, I still didn't like church. Like, I, I was not um, comfortable with it because mm-hmm. of the way people acted, even when I was a child, when I went to church, like, the five or six times I went before I came here. You sad. Know, it is sad. And, like, so that that really had an impact on me. And then before you know it, I was 20 years old, not had no idea who Jesus was, and had yet to set foot in a church and actually come. So just be patient and love them. That's what I would say. Yeah, I would agree, especially if you're talking about someone that comes from an unchurched background. Mm-hmm. AJ and I both come from that, so we both can that's speak right. into what that felt like. Um, if So I'm going to assume that's the case here, and we're not talking about just a, someone who says they're Christian and doesn't want to go to church. But mm. So if you know it's someone that's not Christian, doesn't come from a church background, I can tell you from experience, like he, I'm going to echo what he said. It was weird, and it felt uncomfortable, and I was yeah. nervous, and I felt like people <laughs> looked down on me. And some of that I brought into it. Sure. It's not all... The, the people. No. But because I, f- I already knew that I wasn't good enough for God, like I knew that. I think, you know, that was where I was at. But I also felt like I w- wasn't, I don't know, I wouldn't be welcomed. You know, it's, it's just a hard thing. So what I always encourage you, keep inviting them, but make it yes. make it relaxed. And, you know, um, also the other thing is take church to them. Be Ooh. church to them, right? Yes. When you go, When you go to them. Be church to them. Be what you want them to see at church. Because there's a reason you want them there, right? So, yeah, just a thought. Moving on. It's good thoughts by Todd Lynn. Hey, sometimes. (laughs) Sorry, this is why I don't like... This is why I like having the cards. Yeah. Forgive me, guys. Uh, What animal are you most terrified of? Oh, boy. All right, so... I have a fear of the unknown. So... When it comes to, like, the ocean, it'd be terrifying to be lost in the middle of the ocean. So sharks are terrifying in that instance. But when it comes to an on-land animal, I'd say a bear. Hmm. Bears are literally unstoppable. They're terrifying creatures. Yes, unless, beast, unless you yeah. have, I mean, you must you got to have a really good shot to take it down. Uh, you you, it's going to take more than one unless you have, like, an elephant gun. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, bears, I'd be... Absolute terror. Actually, you know what though? At the same no, because bears can still run fast. I was about to say, oh, the tiger, cheetah, but at the same time, bears can run. Oh, they cannot run. There's, and they can climb trees. Ah, yeah, they're terrifying creatures. Yeah, bears, it is. Um, this is weird. I hate snakes. Me too, actually. Snakes and uh, spiders, like because the thing with spiders, I'm not afraid of every spider, but the thing about spiders, I don't know which spiders are poisonous. Yes, I don't know. Which spider, if I see a spider crawling on me, I don't know if he's a, it's a deadly brown recluse. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. enough about spiders. And snakes the same way. I guess I don't like anything that could get into an area and I wouldn't even be aware of it. That is terrifying. <laughs> yes. So I don't like those. Yes, when it comes to more common animals, yes. Snakes up there and frogs. Why? Because I was traumatized <laughs> as a child. Yeah. I also would not like sharks. 
in the water mm-hmm. or anything, you know. But anyway, I saw a shark you know, one I, time. I'm not afraid of orcas, but I hate them. Anyway, <laughs> what were you saying? I, I actually saw a shark one time when I was a kid, and I was in Florida. With, uh, That's horrifying. And I was on a uh, jet ski, and I saw its fin coming. Dude, it was terrifying. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, it was terrifying. <gasps> yes. Sharks are... Ugh. Anyway. Um... We're smashing through these. Oh, yeah. The church has done a lot of remodeling. Our our church in general mm. here at the room, and we have, um, and we've got some more coming up. Yes. So just wanted to let you know the context. Uh, the church has done a lot of remodeling. What's your favorite project that's done already? What's your favorite future project project that's going to be done? This is I'm reading it exactly as it is. Um, I'd say my favorite that's been done so far is the backdrop in the sanctuary. Even though it's been done for a while, it's still is it considered fully done? No, not only. Yeah, I would count it as fully done, but yeah. Okay, yeah, I love that. It's so cool. It added such a cool dynamic to the worship team up there on stage. Um, and then the the kitchen too. The, yeah. That remodel and oh man, that debt, that little uh, bar is so cool. Um, as far as look, what I'm looking forward to, I'd say the welcome desk in there and the foyer. That's, that's gonna, that's, that's gonna be awesome. Yep. Yeah, and I, the the reason kitchen's a big deal at our church, in case you are just watching, uh, we do what's called community time. Yes. Every week, right before service, in the hour before, and so it's a free it's free dinner. Yep. Um, and we just invite everybody to come hang out. So we feed anywhere between I'm just throwing fifty to seventy some people. We plan for eighty to hundred because we don't know, but I know we I know we fed seventy two a few weeks ago. It's crazy. Um, so that's a big part of our ministry. What we do here. And and it actually kind of feeds into what you said earlier about church. For us, that's also a very non-threatening way, like intro to church for people. Yes. So you can get them to come to the meal and hang out. That's why I don't even call it church meal. It sounds weird. We call it community time. Just come hang out. Because when you come and hang out, they, they're going to see, oh, these are not aliens. These are still just people. Mm. Um, anyway, project. Uh, yeah, I like I wouldn't have even thought of the back or the backdrop in the sanctuary, but I would agree. That's pretty oh, cool. That's beautiful. I'm really excited in the future for our youth room. Yes. I think that's going to be incredible and really, really, in our children's area. Those are two big areas we're focused on. And within the next month, should should look just completely different. So really excited about that. We also got a playground I want to, we're wanting to get up. So just a lot of cool things. So moving on, <clears throat> moving on, we're flying. Oh, yeah. Uh, paper or plastic? Let's see. Mm. This is a legitimate question. That was Paper exactly. or plastic? I tell you what. I'm going to have to go with, well, you know what? Are they both considered recyclable? Paper is better, a better option for recyclable, I'm pretty sure. Mm. I mean, for the earth. The reality is, is that I never use paper. <laughs> Ever. I just don't. So I got to go with plastic because I don't even think, I mean, really, is paper even an option? Nowadays, that's true. No one ever asked me that. No. Like, you just go and, like, here's your groceries. and but I don't go grocery shopping when but either way, I don't, uh, yeah, man, besides, I like, noticed that. It's been yeah. a long time since I've sent paper. Exactly. Uh, the better answer for the environment is paper. Yes. But clearly convenience, plastic. Although, unless they overfill them or that thing snaps if you walk into your car. <laughs> yeah. Of course, that in paper, I always remember, like, a few times you walk out with something wet and then it gets wet at the bottom and yep. it just busts out. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Pros and cons. Yeah. Both ways. Um... Okay, so this one says, so you're, you're not supposed to have premarital sex, and mm-hmm. you're not supposed to watch porn, mm-hmm. but God made us sexual beings, and our world is messed up when it comes to that stuff. How do we healthily deal with that? So how do we deal with this this world that's sexualized, and mm. when we also have a desire for it? 
Let's see, I'm putting it in. Um, that's a tough. That, that That's a tough. That's a tough. That's a tough. Um, <laughs> the reason why it's tough is because I can also, I can struggle with that reality myself, not being married. Um, you really have to be in the, in the spirit, and that's the truth. If you're not in the spirit, um, you're going to struggle. Uh, that's just the reality. And even when you are in the spirit, you're probably going to have moments of weakness. Like, it's just, it's hard to get away from in this society now. Um, so you have to deal with it by being open about it with other people. You have to express that as real. Like, you can't just pretend like, oh, I never, ugh. you know, I don't ever feel that. Like, no, that's not reality. You have to, you have to accept that reality, talk about it, and then, uh, yeah, just really be in the spirit about it. Because if you are not uh, doing the disciplines that we've talked about before, like, your mind does, it just, it wanders, and you know where that can land. Yeah, it's hard enough without being bombarded. Okay, right. that's we we just had this talk yesterday. I read so weird. Some of these questions fit. So I we talked about this. We were on our way to a softball game, and then yep. even after, turned on this wrestling came on, and I just was, you know, I, I think one of the things. So anyway, all that to say, we have a desire that is ingrained in us. Yes, um, that we have to fight in our flesh because it is sex is not a bad thing. No, sex is a gift and a beautiful thing, but it's made for the context. For which it was made, right? It was made to be between a man and woman in, in marriage. And then it's an incredible thing. Outside of that, it's very destructive. It's like That's fire, right. right? Fire is great to keep us warm and it can cook our food. But you also it can also burn you and it can hurt you and it can destroy. So it's the same yes. type of thing. Um, as far as how to deal with it when you're bombarded with it, I like what you said. One of the things we try to practice with the guys that we're close with, and I and I can say this confidently, we, I think taking the stigma off it is a big deal. Yes. So, we talk about it. We're pretty open about the days that we struggle. I'm even open with it with the guys. I'll tell them, you know, yep. in general, the days that, because if, if you keep it in your mind and you're free to say it, then guess what? It's still in there, like you yes. said. And now I see stuff. I see at the grocery store. I see that magazine cover. I see wrestling. I see the way they drink. Whatever. My mind is, woo. Yep. Um, so taking the stigma off it. The other thing is being wise enough to, you know, this is takes some personal discipline. So outside of the spiritual discipline, it's absolutely Praying and being the word because that yes. strengthens us. Talking to people and being open and honest about it. There's nothing wrong. People you can trust. That's part of it. And then there's a part of it that's personal. I know sometimes when I'm especially in the right place what I can and can't handle. And I have yes. to be honest with myself that's about good. what I can handle. Um, there are certain television shows I stopped watching that I loved. And I'm not always as sensitive to everything I see. But there are certain ones that I knew. I was like, nope. Can't do it. Cannot do this because yep. it's, it's just gone too far um you know you anyone that knows us here knows we're not all about legalism rules and all that you know there's freedom in christ but there's also wisdom in knowing that things do affect us yes music um i've told you you know i was a huge rap fan still love hip-hop but i can't listen to the secular stuff yeah man because not even it the images it took me a long time i remember driving down the road i've told this story before i'm bumping Mm -hmm. right after becoming a believer and all of a sudden i heard for the first time what i was hearing that yep. makes sense. And I realize that that puts that in my mind. Yep. So anyway, I think, good, think all that's good. And pray, you know. The Bible says that. Hmm. Um, okay. So we have a lot. So I'll probably only answer one more and then we'll get out of here. This has been a pretty long one. Yeah. Um, if a Christian commits a sin and refuses to make change and that's what they want to be or do, can they still be Christian? Why or why not? That's a pretty heavy question, but. If they if they do commit sin but they don't want to, no, it sounds like 
it is more than that. It is um, a Christian commits a sin, refuses to make change, so they do it, okay. and they, and they want to do it, and they don't want to change it. Okay. Um, because that's what they want to be or do. That's powerful. Can they still be a Christian? Why or why not? So here's the thing. You you know in your own heart whether you believe this or not. And us on the outside, we don't we can't hundred percent tell your heart. That's between you and God. Um personally I think you can be, but there's gotta be some sort of want to change. If there's no wanting to change it, you're either very immature in your faith or you're or you're not a believer. That's that's the bottom line to me. Hey man, this guy coming at you the church train. Listen, there have been times in my life that I commit sin and I live in it. That's right. Um, but I'm not I can tell you unequivocally I don't want to do it and I'm not happy in it and I was nope. miserable. And I think the thing that makes me nervous about what you said is they want to do or be that. Yes. Um, you know, people don't want to say this because everyone knows I believe Christians still struggle with sin. Paul talks about it in Romans seven, we battle. And we may go, but we come back. I don't believe a true believer is going to desire to stay in that mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, right. I, and again, you, I like what you said. You're the only one that knows where you're really at in your heart. That's right. Because maybe you're just saying you want to be because you enjoy it, right? There's mm-hmm. things that I do and do and have done that are wrong that I'm have, I'm sitting there in the middle of it sometimes. Like, but even in the midst of it, I hate it. Yep. And I'm I literally have these these thoughts with myself. Yes. We don't want to commit and sit. Yeah. Ooh. That was good, bro. Thank you. That just yeah. come to your mind? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Commit Thanks. and sit. Yeah, we don't want to commit That's and sit. That's so good. Hashtag don't commit and sit. I love hey. that, man. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah. Can you still be a Christian and be trapped in a cycle of sin? Absolutely. Yes. If you are sitting in it and saying, I like this. I don't want to leave. I don't believe um, what God said. Then I don't think... You know, and you're not willing to repent, then I, I, I that, the very least you need to consider do you believe it? Um, actually, this is Sunday. I was reading, we're in 2 Samuel for our men's group, and I went ahead a little bit. And there's a section after what David did. You know, David mm-hmm. slept with a woman, a, a married woman, and then yeah. had the husband killed when he couldn't get it covered. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a prophet comes to him and tells him this story, and it's about a, this guy who had an entire flock of sheep. He said this one wealthy man had an entire flock of sheep and he had a neighbor who was a poor man who had one little lamb that he raised forever. Mm-hmm. And But when it came time to sacrifice, the king didn't want to take one of his flock, so he took the man's one sheep. What do you think we should do? And David's like, this is a horrible human being. And then the prophet said, well, this is you. That's what you did. And then he says, and then he says, this is what God says to you. And this is this applies to this. It's such a beautiful thing. I'm paraphrasing. God says, I made you king. I defended you from your enemies. I gave you a wife. Um, I gave you wealth. And if that hadn't been enough, I would have given you even more if you would have just asked. Then why do you disobey me and not trust me? And I think that's what we have to, that, I mean, you see, that convicted me that day. And I, and I live in that. And so I say to you, you know, God has more for you than what you think is making you happy. And all you have to do is ask, and we have to believe that. And you know, sometimes we're willing to to sacrifice the good thing for the easy thing. Yep. Right. I so agree. all that said, don't commit and sit. Hey. Nice. All right. Hey. <laughs> I think that's about it for today. We went a little long. Hopefully, you stuck around with us. 
Um, you want to give anything on the way out here? Anything to talk about Thursday, maybe, or give your... Yeah. Um, first off, thank you guys for uh, joining us along on this ride. Uh, enjoy the beginning of this episode where we laugh and stuff, but seriously stick around because it's pretty good here. This is yeah. great today. Yeah. Um, thank you, guys. Uh, join us this Thursday for Real Talk Live, uh, 9 p.m. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have a guest or not. We'll see. Yeah. We almost always do nowadays. So. Yeah, we do. Um, I think we do. I'm pretty sure we do. Yeah. So we'll be we'll ha- we'll be having a guest, and we're always going to be doing ridiculous shenanigans and having fun with you guys. So come join us, invite your friends. Um, we usually post in the day of, so make sure you share that, uh, like and share this video uh, if this blessed you in any way, or just you know even if it just made you laugh. You know, uh, hashtag social media needs it. It's uh, always full of negativity. Why don't we give them some Jesus? Um, yeah, it's good. Hey. I would I would agree with him. Did you give him the date? So that would be the tenth. Oh no! I didn't. So this Thursday, October tenth. Yes. At nine p.m. Nine p.m. Uh, we'll be going live with Real Talk Live. <laughs> uh, that's a crazy time. We, yeah. Uh, I no know kidding. that we're going to be eating some hot stuff again. We're doing a legitimate challenge this week. I believe we're actually doing the real Death Nut Challenge, which means we've got to right. eat it. We can't drink anything. Yep. And we're going all the way down the line. <sighs> I'm it's, scared. It's, it's, uh, but I'm also a little confident because we've become pretty strong in our heat. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so, so we've got that. We've got our giveaway, Remnant Roulette. That's right. Mm. So come in, get in on that, and win a prize. Uh, yeah, so just a lot of fun, but we also talk about real stuff, too. Yes. So come and join us, 9 p.m., October 10th, this Thursday, uh, live. And you can there'll be announcements on this page, which leads me to, if you have not liked our page, go click on the Remnant Church, hit like, um, follow C first. One, it helps support this ministry because the more people we get on this page, the more people it reaches. That's the way Facebook works. Hey. Um, also, to encourage you. Secondly, or thirdly, wherever I'm at, if this video, like you said, give it a like or a share. Um, I don't really need to say any more than that if it blessed you in any way. Um, also, if you would like to donate to this ministry, there's a link up above, www.theremnant.life slash give. Hit a drop. It'll be a drop down box. You can go to Real Talk and yep. do Donate directly to this ministry. And honestly, if you want to see us keep doing crazy things like eat things on the live ones or even, you know, we're going to improve the set and stuff and the video quality to, you know, because that just reaches more people. It's not about us. Um, Yeah, you can donate and it'll go to that. It's completely tax deductible, so you can make sure to Uncle Sam, you know, whatever benefits you get from that. I was going to say something. (laughs) Uh, I think that's about it. Anything else I can think of? No. Hey, we appreciate you guys so much. Interact with us in the comments below. We hope you have a great day, and God bless you.